0: Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Jared Dudley bids farewell to the NBA and to the Los Angeles Lakers. We say uh, we, we, we wish him well on his way to Dallas. And then, interestingly, there was a lawsuit filed uh, from Nerlens Noel directed towards Rich Paul and Clutch saying that Rich Paul... Uh, heavily favored the higher level clientele and misled Neurlands Noel uh, back when Neurlands passed up on a sizable contract extension. And uh there are there's there's levels to this. So we're gonna get into that here in a bit. Let's start with Jared Dudley. He is heading to Dallas uh, for a coaching job or a, an assistant coaching job in Jason Kidd staff or on Jason Kidd staff a few thoughts on this. So one, I thought that Dudley would be back as a player on the roster uh, for what he helped do over the last couple years, just in terms of team chemistry uh, for the role that he played in bringing Russell Westbrook over and convincing Russell Westbrook to get on the same page with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Uh, I thought for sure that Dudley would be rewarded with a roster spot Um, even if he clearly was not going to be productive. Uh, I think what the Lakers kind of realized is because they have so many veteran minimum type guys, you can't exactly just use roster spots on guys who are not going to produce. So they decided, all right, you're not going to get a roster spot here. And uh, I figured at that point, well, okay, maybe he'll return to the Lakers in some type of coaching uh, vicinity and and uh, that again came back as a surprise but the more that you kind of think about it the more that it doesn't really surprise you all that much let's figure out why let's start with the decision not to give Jared Dudley a roster spot like I said a second ago they basically have three superstars right LeBron Anthony Davis Russell Westbrook they have Talon Horton Tucker and then they have Kendrick Nunn and everybody else on the Lakers roster this year is going to be playing for the veterans minimum, and uh, or or I guess technically speaking, later in the year, some player might be making more than the veteran or prorated veterans minimum uh, because of the extra money that the Lakers have by not offering the full taxpayer mid-level exception to Kendrick Nunn. Uh, all that all that is to say that when you have so many guys playing on the veterans minimum. They're all gambles, right? They are all buy low candidates, and you're hoping that they outperform that uh, pay rate. And more often than not, when you're playing alongside LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and, and Russell Westbrook, you are going to outperform that veterans minimum tag. And and the Lakers did get some guys like Malik Monk. I think is making more than he would on the open market. Uh, I, I think, and and you know, Monk is in a weird case because. I don't think Charlotte did him any favors when they released him. When they did, but still, uh, Monk is probably signed uh, below market value. You can make the argument Dwight is too, though he is getting a little up there in age and wasn't particularly good last year in in, in Philadelphia. Trevor Ariza maybe slightly below. Carmelo Anthony maybe slightly below, but for the most part, with all of the guys that the Lakers have at that rate. You're basically just hoping, all right, let's 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 see what <laughs> we can get out of these guys and, and we'll try to plug and play them as best we can over the course of the season. And as that is the case, you want as many of those guys as possible. It's kind of like lottery picks, right? That's the whole point of the process and the whole point of why OKC is doing what they're doing is you want as many chances to win the lottery as you possibly can within reason, right? You don't want to go out and spend... 150 million dollars worth in lottery tickets because if you come up broke on all of those, you are really really screwed and even then if you win the lottery for 150 200 million dollars you're barely breaking even and that's before taxes. So uh for for the Lakers here, they're saying let's get as many veteran minimum guys here. We want we want to probably carry 14 guys heading into the season and unfortunately for Dudley that means that he is not going to be productive he is not really one of those uh, typical gambles that you make there just in terms of productivity and 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 as such he was not offered a roster spot the other thing too is for tax purposes you know if you're going to draw the line at Alex Caruso for paying taxes you can't exactly go out there and, and offer up Jared Dudley a full veteran minimum contract and and uh incur those tax payments on a player that again you know heading into the season he's not going to be tangibly productive he's intangibly absolutely maybe even worth it even worth those tax payments it's not my money I would say he would be but still for the Lakers uh given the circumstances that they're in I think all of that came into play when deciding on not offering Jared Dudley a roster spot regarding the coaching spot that gets you know a little tricky now, Jared Dudley is going to be a front, you know, a first row assistant coach under Jason Kidd. That is not a position that the Lakers could have offered him had he stuck around and been a part of Frank Vogel's coaching staff. I don't know whether they made that offer. I would guess they probably did. But uh, or in in terms of the offer that they made, I they literally could not offer him. They have all those seats filled. They have obviously Frank Vogel. Uh, Phil Handy, David Fisdale, they have now Mike Penberthy to fill the vacant Lionel Holland spot. And, and there's your front row. There's, your, there's the four or five coaches that you see sitting on the bench uh, in the front row of, of the bench there. And so behind them, you know, you have guys like Miles Simon and you have, you know, lower level assistant coaches. and And in the case of Jared Dudley, he's offered the opportunity to right away sit in that front row and be a louder voice in that locker room than he would have been with the Lakers. And so frankly for, for, for Jared Dudley, I understand him jumping at that opportunity. makes perfect sense to be completely honest. Uh, when LeBron James tweeted out, Oh man, this hurts. Blah, 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 um, I, I couldn't help, but kind of chuckle because if they wanted to make room for Jared Dudley, they probably could have uh but that would have gotten really awkward with some of the other coaches there. And then the other thing too, that you always have to keep in mind here, Mark Cuban's pockets are significantly deeper than Jeannie Bus's. And if he says to Jared Dudley, Hey, what's the Lakers offer? I'll double that. He can do that at much plain, more painlessly, uh, than, than Jeannie bus can invite in the opposite direction where she asks Dudley, Hey, what's a uh, Mark Cuban offering. Cool. I'll double that. Um, uh, when it comes to assistant coaches, there isn't necessarily the same tangible return that you that that kind of frustrated me with with Alex Caruso. Where if you spend the the money on Alex Caruso, you are going to get jersey sales from it. The Lakers are going to be better, and and maybe there's a return in terms of uh you know deeper playoff runs or or, or you know obviously the championship is is the entire point here. You can't necessarily make that same argument for Jared Dudley as an assistant coach. So, whether it's a business decision, a role decision, whatever, this doesn't have to be some statement against the Lakers that they lost out on Jared Dudley. In other news, and I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on this quite yet, uh, but Rich Paul and Clutch is in the news right now because Nerlens Noel is is suing them, alleging. That they misled Nerlands in passing up on the extension. Some of the other kind of allegations levied against them is that uh, they basically only serve the higher end clientele. You can probably surmise who that might be. And and we'll see where this goes. I think right now, as it stands, it's kind of tough. We don't have enough facts to say definitively that this is a bogus lawsuit. We don't. We can't say definitively that. This is a real threat to clutch. We don't know right now. What we do know is that New Orleans Noel did pass up on a, an extension from Dallas worth. I believe at the time was about $72 million, either 72 or 64. And he passed up on it and hasn't been able to regain those losses. Uh, even after a successful year last year with the New York Knicks uh, and, and from where he's sitting, he would probably like to recoup some of those losses. So, I could see why, from his perspective, you sue as, at the very least, a shot in the dark and see if you can get them to settle and see if you can collect on some of those losses there. Uh, if it is more serious, if it would maybe look like you know a couple email, uh, emails or texts or whatever that are from Rich Paul or from the agent involved there to New Orleans Noel saying, don't take it. We know we're going to get you a better offer. Da, 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 you know, something along those lines. And, and we just, it's way too early in the process to know what that's even going to look like. One thing I will say that is kind of interesting here is it is still, you know, the Lakers are still making personnel moves. And I do have a text alert set up for the, the larger voices out there in terms of NBA reporting. And I find it really interesting, really <laughs> funny, that as this is going on, not a peep from any of those voices. So t- I'm not I'm not going to go any further than that. I'm just going to say I find it interesting. Take with that what you will. Uh, but I thought the con- the combination of those of that of those uh, updates or the lack thereof over the course of this news cycle to this point are 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 fairly loud. Um, and, and look, this is very early. We'll see where this goes. There are a whole bunch of people with access to grind against Rich Paul, so this might get kind of ugly, both in terms of the case itself and in, in terms of the dialogue about it. But for right now, all I'm going to say is it's interesting, really early. Let's see where it goes. All right, before we get out of here, I do want to point you guys in the direction of some some, some good content on silverscreenandroll.com just in general i know i know, you know there, there, there isn't necessarily a distinct crossover here between laker fans and spark fans sparks fans uh but if you are into the wnba or you're thinking about getting into the wnba sabrina merchant is doing great work covering the 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 la sparks for silverscreenandroll.com for sb nation you should check that out uh just in general Jacob Rood wrote up the news regarding Jared Dudley, and I thought he did a good job uh, doing that. And then, you know, there was there was a good amount of, of Kobe Remembrance stuff um, on the site as well. Uh, on the feed, you're going to get Taco Tuesday with Alex Regla and Alex Badia today, so check that out when that airs. Until then, and until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.